Hello, 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 friends beyond binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your friend Ray. Patrons that support your friend Ray. Oh boy, are we in? We're, 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 this is our third. I think this is our third. This is my six, one, two, three, four. I think this is more than five, Scooter. This does not feel like my fifth bonus recording. But according to my mind, this may be my sixth or my eighth. Uh, but this should be our third episode, or it could be the second half of our second or third episode. And we're going to get into some big tips here uh, because we're covering, we're changing. We went from the Disney World to the Universal Studios. And I think this is uh, Scooter and I's first attempt at uh, doing uh, touring plans or talking about. I mean, we talked about pool hopping, but we really haven't spent a lot of time at uh, at Universal Studios, I don't believe. Um so I did want to talk, uh, I'll talk about some ways to save, uh, but from what, what we, what, what, where we last left off, we had eaten with Scooter's uh, family, brunch, a breakfast, said goodbye to his mom and his dad, and they headed off home to, to, to nurse their colds. And this was again in 2019. So we said our hugs, we said our goodbyes, and then we, it was 11 a.m. when we called Lyft. And we took Lyft to one of the Universal Hotels. Now, I want to tell you a little about these Universal Hotels because it's very much a different situation than Disney. You may have heard your friend Ray talk about it before, uh, but I don't think on the podcast we could get as deep as we can now on some some strategies. So we get to go deep here on, on, on some ways to save some money. Maybe even in some sense, nothing is free, but if you do enough planning, and again, within, you know, all responsible, all in moderation. You know, this, if you were consuming all these episodes at once, this could seem pretty uh, over the top. But as we talk about some strategies here, and we actually didn't talk about them in the last episode either. But uh, so well, I'll give you a little overview. Maybe we won't. I don't know what we'll cover here. But I mean, we have plenty of stuff. Don't worry. There's hours and hours of content I'll be recording for all of you. And hopefully it'll all work out and we'll see, we'll record these long into the future. Uh, so where were we? Uh, where were we? Oh boy, Ray, where, where are we? Okay. So, oh, so the Universal Hotels. So Universal, the hotels, I don't know if a hundred percent of the hotels are run by Lowe's, L-O-W-E apostrophe S or E-S. That's the company that runs the hotels. And they have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight hotels now. And Ray has not stated all of them, but uh, they 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 have really put a lot of work into the hotels and making. So they have the newest ones that Ray hasn't stayed at. The boardwalk, no, they're called Surfside Inn and Suites, and. I don't know. There's another one with a similar name, like Waterfall. So they have two new family suite hotels, and those you take a bus to. And the buses have been timed by the touring plans, people. They said seven minutes with all the lights from the bus stop at the hotel to Universal. 
And those rooms are very low priced. Like we're talking, when you talk about a value, these are actually a value. Again, no offense to Disney, but uh, these ones are around, you know, depending on the season, I heard pre-tax between $89 and about $150, where Disney's, I believe, you're talking 130 is low and up into the 200s. Uh, so I don't know a lot about these hotels. We haven't been to them. Surfside Inn and Suites in Porto. I don't know what the other one's called. Uh, but I've seen, I, we've driven by them in the cabs when they were building them. But that's all your friend Ray knows. So, so that's one option. One day maybe Ray will stay there or I'll definitely visit there because one of the, one of the first, that's where we came up with the idea of walking with Ray is apparently you could walk from those hotels to Universal Studios. And it's not exactly a picturesque walk, I heard, but it's walkable. And Scooter said, I, Ray, I'd like to do that walk, please. And that's actually where I said, well, that would be a good one. Maybe not to record it, but to re- recap it. Uh, because I think it's about a 20 or 30-minute walk. I don't know. And Scooter loves walking from the other all the other hotels. You could walk from the park to your hotel. Now, some people, most people would say, what are you doing? You're walking all that? You just walked around the parks all day, Scooter. But Scooter loves it. Uh, he loves walking. I mean, I like it too. But even I say, Scooter, don't, are you sure you just, why don't we just take the boat or the bus? So those are the Surfside Inn and Suites and Dockside. That's it. Surfside and Dockside. Those are the two hotel complexes. The next one is the Cabana Bay, which you'll hear about later. And that was Universal's first foray into family suites and a moderate to a value-priced resort. And we have now the, the this was the first time we stayed in a hotel room. We've stayed in the family suites before. And we've shared the room with multi-generate, like, uh, we've made the most of it. Uh, our first time staying there, I believe, it was uh, Scooter, uh, Sophia, uh, Scooter's brother, Scooter's brother's wife, and one other person in the room. But it had a bed, a fold-out couch, and another bed. So, And also it had, like, a bathroom. The bathroom was split, maybe even split in three ways. Like, there's a sink, and then there's a door with the toilet. And then there's a door with the shower. And again, very inexpensive. So that's like one of the ways. That's There's a way to save your money right there. And if these Dockside Inn and Suites are as good as that, uh, now we're talking. Okay, Universal also has a ho- hotel called Aventura that we've been in the lobby of. And that's that's all we've done. Maybe we got a coffee there once, but I don't remember. I think Scooter walked out to the pool. But that's all we know about that one. That's considered a moderate. Then there's Sapphire Falls, which we've stayed at uh, when it opened by accident. You probably heard that episode. Oh, boy. And then Scooter and his daughter and I stayed at it again for one night. That was $99. And, I mean, when you're talking about comparing it to Disney, so we stayed there for one night, $99. Then we were staying at the All-Star Music or Sports Resort. And, and you're not even talking. Uh, you're talking like, uh, so we were $99 for a very nice hotel. Very nice, uh, this uh, Sapphire Falls, despite our first uh, problems with it staying there. 
And when you compare the value, it, there's just no competition. The, 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 the All-Star Sports was probably about $149. And it's just not even, it's not, you, you wouldn't believe it. But again, you're in different locations. You're paying for different things. I get it. Uh, then there's uh, the Royal Pacific, which is a Hawaiian Pacific-themed hotel. We stayed there once. Now, so that's considered the, like, uh, so the Sapphire and the Aventura and maybe even Cabana Bay are the moderate hotels, if we're using the Disney lingo. And then the Royal Pacific uh, and the other two that we're going to talk about are considered their, not luxury, but I will just say that because I don't know what, what they call it. Premier, maybe? So you have the Royal Pacific, and you could get to the parks by boat or walking. Same with Sapphire Falls. And then there's the Hard Rock. And the other side of the park is the Hard Rock Hotel. We've never stayed there. We've just swam at the pool and used the restroom multiple times and caught a cab there at least once, maybe twice. And Scooter's daughter wants to say that. Also, I heard there's good cake there. So we would like to either go there for cake or stay at that hotel one day. Then there's the Portofino. It's the furthest hotel. That is themed after Portofino, Italy. And that is very fancy, but in a Las Vegas hotel fancy way. And that's not to say in a negative way. It's just a, just a, that's how I would describe it. Uh, it's a themed hotel. The rooms are nice. They have three pools there. The Hard Rock has one pool, and I don't know about the other pools. But so here's a, here's where we get into the tips. Okay, so the three luxury hotels. You probably heard Ray talk about this already, but I don't know if I have. Uh, so when you stay at one of these three hotels, the Hard Rock, uh, the uh, Portofino, or the Royal Pacific, at the current time I'm recording this, so if it changes, don't blame Ray. Always do your, your research. But if you stay at one of those hotels, you get with your room up to four or five people, depending on the capacity of your room. You also, when you go to the theme park, you get to go to the, you get the Universal's version of a fast pass, which is actually works a little more efficient. So basically you get to go in a shorter line the whole, the whole time from the morning of check-in until the night of check-out. So there's your Scooter and Ray's big tip here is you could stay at one of these hotels for one night with five people. Or four people, or I don't know if any of the rooms have a capacity of six, and you could get that for five people, they could get to go to the front of the line on all the rides, which during the biggest, busiest season makes a big difference. And if you're going to pay out of pocket, it would be very, very expensive. So your friend Ray really would put that at $100 value a night uh, for five people, even for one little one, a teen, you're talking. Now, that doesn't mean you don't wait in line. Oh, boy, this trip, did we wait in some lines? Oh, my. Scooter said, this is like when I was a child. We waited in some lines never before. And you know what? We got through it. It wasn't like anything we'd ever, you know, it wasn't like the end of the world. So that's tip one. Now, the other thing, tip two, is that those three hotels normally... I think if you're looking at rack rates, it goes, the Royal Pacific is the most affordable. 
and I would say the rack rate is like 250 a night, but this is just right talking. These are not facts. Uh, then the Portofino and the Hard Rock are a bit more. I think typically the Portofino is like in the 300s, and then the, the Hard Rock would be in the high 300s. Uh, even though, well, we haven't stayed at the Hard Rock, so I have no idea. But that's not true because, you know, hotel rates fluctuate on demand and things. So you always got to check your demand because the prices could be cheaper at any of those three at any given time because Scooter checks these things. But this is where Scooter, now Scooter says this, this method is not for everybody, Ray. That's what he says, Ray. This isn't for everybody. And it's only for plan- people who really plan like Scooter. But you know, it's so much Scooter pays to pay to stay at one of these three hotels is 0.0. He does not pay to stay at these hotels. But he does pay with planning and perseverance. So the Scooter method is, and you say, what do you, how do you not pay for a hotel? He said, well, you're paying in some sense. Uh, so Scooter has a plan that he plans out and he plans this over his vacations over years. And what he does, and there's a couple different credit card companies, the bigger ones that have vacation points, some sort of vacation point system. Okay. And what Scooter does is, uh, so we only go to stay at one of these resorts, what, every 18 months, I would say, maybe every 24 months. And Scooter said, you know, you have to do your research depending on what credit card you qualify for and which company's points. He says, just do the research. Uh, there's a couple of different companies that have points. They're all, you know, respectable big companies, not some run-of-the-mill Johnny's credit card. And Scooter said, okay, so you look at the, you, you one, you make sure that their points qualify for hotel stay at Universal. Scooter said, the next layer is, do you get a discount on the, like, uh, so the one Scooter uses, not only can you use the points to say at Universal, but I think you get like a 33% discount on the points because the points are just converting to dollars. But so the room rate goes down by some percentage. I think it is 33% or something. So let's say when Scooter's looking, he says, oh, the Portofino, and this is what happened this trip. He said, oh, that's the cheapest of the three. So we're going to book that. Uh, And then he says, okay, let's see what the points are at. Uh, And then he books it based on that. And then he said, you could change it. And he actually said he changed it between when we planned this trip and when we went uh, three times. So originally he was at the Portofino. Then he switched to the Royal Pacific because it dropped, and then the Portofino dropped again, and that's how we ended up at the Portofino. Again, this is advanced levels, so don't just go doing this. And the other thing Scooter wants you to know is you plan this out slowly over, like, have a five-year plan for, like, two or three trips. And he said, okay, so you sign up for a card, one, know your responsibility and your qualifications and things. And then get a general idea of what the sign-up bonus is and how the points convert. He said, you want to make sure the points convert to like 1.5 cents or something for every dollar, not one one dollar, one cent for one dollar. So basically, if you spend a dollar, you want to be getting 1.5 
points? I don't know. Something like that. Scoot it. You know, the math is not his strong suit, but you figure it out as you dig deep. But that 1.5 number, Scooter said, is very important. You could go down to 1.25, but don't ever go down to 1. Then find another program or don't sign up for that one. And he said there's tons of people making money doing affiliate programs, so the information's free. They just make money on affiliate programs. So he said read all that stuff and make your own informed decision. But so... You sign up, you get a chunk of points. Then Scooter, he he pays his bills every month off, but he says he pays everything with that credit card. So he pays for his groceries, he pays for his water bill, he pays for his garbage bill, he pays for his electric bill, he pays for his internet bill. Like, uh, I don't know what other bills you would have, but, you know, any other subscriptions, anything, he all pays for it on that card. Now, he has it automatically that it just pays off at the end of the month, the whole balance, which you got to be careful about. So he doesn't use it for any fund spending unless it's in his budget, which he said, use a budget program, too, if you're not already knowing. You don't want to start spending on a credit card. But he said this is not a discretionary spending, or it is. I don't, I don't know what the difference is. But basically, if you're paying, you know, you can't pay your rent on a credit card. Scooter said, Ray, if I could pay my rent on a credit card, would you believe we'd be, we'd be, we, we, we could live at Universal. But it was, Scooter said with the bonus, like, I think he's, he, he, now, now again, this could be depressing unless you're making like a game like Scooter. Scooter said, okay, for the bonus and then a year of living, you probably could pay for one, one or two nights at one of these hotels for free. And then he said, probably looking at every two years or 18 months, you could qual. He goes two nights with the bonus and then one night every 18 months, I think is what his rule is for free with just, you're not spending any money. You're not incurring any charges because Scooter doesn't finance it all. And, and you do pay taxes or something. So it does still cost you. But so we're able to stay every 18 months, basically, for one or two nights. This trip was two nights because it was on a bonus, Scooter said, because he had recently adjusted. Uh, so we were able to stay at the, we stayed at the Portofino, like it, like we said, for two nights, for, for, for I don't know, as Scooter said, probably $100 or $50 uh, at that hotel for two nights in a very nice room, not a suite, anything, but you know, not expecting that your friend Ray's happy. And so, oh boy, so Ray really, we really went far afield there. I'm trying to think of any other tips a scooter would tell me to tell you, uh, so that I could just, then we could talk about it on the second half of this episode. We'll just talk about the journey here. Um, but I don't know. Is there anything else I need you to know? I mean, Scooter said there's basically three big companies, and we're not going to name them, that do these kind of points. So he said, make sure you could use the points at Lowe's and Universal. You know, maybe look around, do a lot of reading on the Internet, and then take it easy. Pay off your balance every month. That's one of Scooter's secrets. He said, you know, you just make sure he does a lot of checking. And he said, yeah, and I think, I don't know. So I said, Scooter, how many points are we talking? And he said, well, Ray, do the numbers. You say 300, let's say it's $350 minus 33% plus 
plus uh, divided by 1.5 cents per, per point. Uh, that probably is how much it costs. And I say, I have no idea what you're talking about. But he said, you're earning 1.5, but you're cashing the points in one-to-one, but also getting the discount. Uh, and he said, oh, oh, also, he said, make sure you understand how the annual fees work. Uh, so he said, don't go to any annual fee. He goes, start out with a card without a fee or with a fee that's a low fee while you're learning. He said, don't go for any of the big fee cards unless you you got experience and you know you're going to get 100% of the feedback and value. So that's another thing he told me to tell you because he said, okay, so there's some cards that have no fee. Then there's some cards that have a $100 fee. Then he said there's cards with expensive fees, an annual fee you got to pay every month, uh, every year. And Scooter said, be careful of that because you don't want to be paying those fees uh, unless you know, oh, okay, this is, and he said, again, these websites, they make money on the affiliate. Like you sign up for the card for them, they get paid a lot of money. But he said, they're giving away the information for free. And he said, there's a lot of sites that do this. Uh, So he said, you could read up on all these sites for free. And then he said, what's the harm in giving them the bonus then? And and they're ranking the bonuses. But again, he said, don't sign up for the fees until you've done it for a while. And he said, yeah, if you if it, if you knew, it might take 18 months uh, to, to get one night. But he said, then you get, don't you feel, I mean, don't you feel like a king? That's what he always said to me, Ray. Don't you feel like a king? He said, we're still, he said, can you believe this uh, staying here? And I said, Scooter, how much, like, uh, would you pay yourself an hour to do that? And he said, Ray, don't bring that up. Think about the pod. If he goes, if I thought about that with the podcast, it wouldn't be a podcast. So don't think about that. He goes, this is a value. And he goes, I don't th- take that much time anyway, Ray. This is my hobby. Is, uh, you, know, we, you know, we fly there, too. He does it with the flying, too. But he said, if you, oh, he also wants you to know, if you've had experiences with flying, doing it with hotels is nothing like doing it with the airlines. Uh, he said the, the cancellation policies with hotels are always very clear. As long as you're doing it in canceling, like usually before a week, uh, he said hotel only, don't be booking any packages either. Because he he said, Ray, you could just cancel the hotel and then rebook it when the price changes. It's so simple. And I said, even with points, Scooter? He said, yeah, even with points. But he goes, you will have to allow the points to repopulate. So you can't do it instantly. So he said, you do have to... uh, you do have to show a little patience. And he goes, yeah, sometimes it's a risk. Like he said, he said, okay, so we're going to stay at the Portofino. That was his first thing. He picked some dates... Not the dates we ended up staying there, because he's checking all all sorts of different dates and adjusting uh, our itinerary based on that. Then he said, "Oh well, wow, that Royal Pacific really. Uh, I think it was like a hundred and ten dollars a night cheaper." And he said, "I could do two nights at the Royal Pacific and have points left over, and maybe we could splurge and do three nights." And he said, "Nah, not three nights." Uh, and he said, remember that, because he goes, let's say what we normally do is one night. So what we'll do is go to the hotel an hour before the park opens, check into the hotel, check our bags, get a, a park, front of the line park tickets, 
and then go to the park. We, we don't bother with going to the room or anything. Now, this could be tiring because, again, if you don't get your room for a nap, you could be disappointed. But then you have that whole day and the whole day you check out uh, to, to go to the front of the line at all the rides. So these are some of the adventures with Scooter. I think I had other stuff I was talking about, and then I went off topic. Don't um, live like a can. Oh, so, yeah, then he booked it again. So he had booked Royal Pacific, and I thought that's where we were staying. I said, okay, Aruba, Jamaica, I'm going to make you. And because we had stayed there for one night before, and I feel like we we didn't really, we, we, like, you know, it's kind of like a flash. And so then, what was my next point? That was when we, oh, no, that was not, was that when we went? To, no, that was the day before we went pool hopping on the pool hopping episode. So maybe we could relive that trip. I don't know if Scooter took notes from that trip. But so that's it. That's like some pro tips from Ray. And then I'll, I guess then I'll, like, I'll be back in a little while for, for you. I'll be back in no time to tell you about our first day, a day, day and a half at Universal Studios in Universal Hot Orlando uh, and checking in at the Portofino Hotel. All right. Good night, everybody. Hello, 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 everybody, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, or as Scooter once said, boys and girls, it's your friend Ray here. And I'm here, I guess last time we just talked about saving money, a pretty complicated bedtime story way to save money to go to Universal Studios Orlando. And I don't know if we've ever given very much of an overview other than what I just gave. So I want to tell you that there's two parks there. Well, they have three parks. Ray's never been to the other park. Scooter's never been to the other park called uh, Volcano Bay. That's a water park. And I guess they're working on a fourth theme park. Uh, I guess it would be a third theme park, a fourth park called... Um, I can't remember what it's called. It, it, World of Magic is something. Now, that's on a different property. Actually, where we recorded, we tested out Ray Walking episode a long time ago, years ago. I don't even know where that audio is. Scooter said he didn't think it was usable, but we recorded it. I walked around iDrive. We'll have to, we'll have to scoop it up for you. But uh, that's uh, but somewhere not not off of iDrive, but nearby where the convention center is. That's where we recorded. But that's where the other islands, they got islands of Epic Universe. That's what it's going to be called. But that's many years away. So we, we're spending some time at Universal. And I guess what I'll do is go through the, you know, go through our day or the notes I have here. And then you'll, uh, what'll happen. And then I'll give you tips, but you know, main tips apply though. In this trip, we really pushed some envelopes and that was cause in scooter was not ready to be pushed. We had to push scooter. And it was even a question of what, whether we, this was a, like these trip, this trip of all the trips I've taken with scooter well, now this was 2019, but we had to go through the most extreme measures to get on rides. You saw we had to be there, whatever, we had to be up at 4.30 or whatever in the morning to get on to the uh, Star Wars Adventure of the Galaxy. 
whatever it's called, Empire Rising, Rising Against the Empire. Star Wars Rebels Rise, Rise the Resistance, that's what it's called. And you'll soon see if we get to it, I don't know if we'll get to it tonight, but that'll be a teaser that uh, very, some very early mornings with a very grouchy scooter. So basically what happened was, what does it say? Olive's refreshments, hugs and goodbyes. Oh, that's what we had our breakfast with Scooter's parents. They went home and we took a lift to Portofino Bay. As I said, Scooter had found his way to pay for, you know, he knows what he's doing with that stuff. Now it's about probably 12 p.m. So our room was not ready. And that really is a, you know, rolling of the dice, you know, with these theme park hotels in particular, your room is not going to be ready. So we checked our bags at the bag storage. This took a little while because we had to coordinate uh, figuring out a, a park pass for one of one person we were with. And it was uh, December 29th. So there was a line for the check-in. And of course you have Scooter. Oh boy. Uh, Let's get moving. And then a big decision for Scooter. So we got checked in, we stored our bags, and then we waited for the boat. So they have a boat there. Now, Scooter likes to walk a lot of the time from the hotel or from the park back to the Portofino Bay or the other Universal Hotels. And, you know, I like walking with him. But this boat ride is so relaxing. It's like a wooden boat. And you, sh- I think, was this the time there was a t- there was trouble with a teen? Maybe that was with his scoot- his daughter on spring break, where a teen wouldn't put a feet down. I don't know. I don't have any notes about it. I think that was another trip. Uh, but so we got on the boat, a water taxi. I guess you call it a water taxi. And what do we do here? We went. So we said, well, let's go to Islands of Adventure. Oh, because we wanted to see the Grinchmas show at 1245. So we said, okay, let's go to Islands of Adventure. I don't think the Grinchman sh- show was at Islands of Adventure, Scooter. But uh, apparently it is because that's what the notes say. Well, we have some better times here. So we did go at 1245 to the Grinchmas show. And that was a delight. You may have seen... Was it this year or last year they did a Grinch live on stage, NBC did, and it was with Matthew Morrison as the Grinch. It was similar but different than the Universal show, which is in person. We're pretty sure there was some sort of blogger there because there was somebody with a camera the whole time, Uh, but it was an enjoyable show. Oh, boy, a lot of singing, a lot of dancing, some who's, a Grinch, a dog. The dog was not listening. We said, is this the dog's first show? Uh, and we said, poor dog. There's a lot of demands for a dog, real dog. Uh, but a delightful show. Then we took a ride, and Scooter said to me, Ray, if we could find a way to do a show from here, uh, like I could ride this all day if it wasn't for the line. And we didn't. We even had the fast passes, but we still there was still a bit of a wait. It's called the Sky Trolley. And this one is kind of hard to explain. It's a trolley. Uh, it's a ride where you go on a, a, above the, uh, what's it called? The Seuss, Seuss Landing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you, I got a recap. So when you, I guess, well, I don't have the notes here. 
So when you so Universal has two parks, Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. So we went into Islands of Adventure to take you back. You go through the entrance, which is called uh, the Outpost of Engineers or something. So Adventurers Outpost, or so, I don't know what it's called. It, that's the main street. And it's like something out of an adventure movie. Then when you get to the lagoon, they, they have like peninsulas or islands, they call them, around a lagoon. And you could go left or right. And we went right, which is a way you go to Seuss Landing, which is the kind of uh, all ages but appealing to youngsters area. And I guess behind the backstage there was where we saw the, the uh, Grinchmas show. So then they have a ride everyone can go on, unless you don't like to be high in the sky. It's very safe, and you have a lap bar. It's not a, a, a thrilling ride, but you're, you are high up, and you go, you go on a little track, and you circle around Seuss Landing, and you get to see it from the sky, from above. It is very nice. It's a delightful little ride. You see a lot of statues from uh, Seuss stories, and that was very fun. Uh, so then we went on that. Then we went on, that was one forty-three p.m. We went on the carousel ride. So they have a, a Seuss-themed carousel, Seuss-a-cell. I don't know if that's what it's called. We really did a lot. Holy cow. So we went on the carousel. I, you know, you can go on like a fish, like a one fish. You know, you can go on a Zuzel or a Zuzzle. I don't know if you could ride a Lorax because the Lorax would not like that or... Uh, I read somewhere recently, and I'm not so familiar with the tale, but I remember seeing the movie of the two people that wouldn't step to the side of there somewhere. But so we went on the Sousa cell. Then we went on the Cat in the Hat dark ride, which is a bit like a Disney dark ride. I've probably talked about this before, but we it was like an episode when we were riding the thing. Because we said, who, what, what is this story really about? Uh, and I, I, I'd have to leave it to Scooter to go on a tangent about it. But it's like, uh, you know, the fish plays the internal critic or the to- told you so negative predictor that we're all so familiar with. Oh, boy, shouldn't have done that. But if it's a fable to warn children, it's like, don't let an exciting cat in the house. Uh, but if you do and you trash your house, you won't have any consequences as long as the cat is magical. Because the cat in the hat, in, at least in this ride, is a bit like a trickster god. Though all he's saying is, uh, I mean, I guess in the end it, it says, use your imagination to have some fun on a rainy day. Maybe that's just a message. Scooter might have had other messages he took from it. Then we went on One Fish, Two Fish, which is a very similar to the Dumbo ride. And like, but it has spraying water, but we did not get wet. And you get to control the fish going up and down. Uh, then we bought a refillable popcorn bucket that we still use at Scooter's house when I have, when I come over for popcorn. And like, uh, it, again, it was very similar. You, like you buy the popcorn bucket for five dollars, and then it's a dollar to refill it, which is such a good deal when you like you figure out. Uh, and of course, Scooter got a soda as well. I think he recharged his soda cup. And then we went to uh, the Green Eggs and Ham 
fast, what is it called? Quick service restaurant. It looks like a giant ham, a green ham, a green ham and green eggs. And we got buffalo chicken tater tots and green popcorn and, of course, a soda. Green popcorn, eh? Interesting. And uh, that was very good. And we split it, you know, because we had the popcorn. It was a strange time of day. We had had a big brunch. So that was nice. And then we used a restroom. I'm not sure. I think we probably used a restroom on the way back. I, you know what? I, I know exactly what restroom. And I, it's not a restroom I recommend highly unless you really got to use it. Because it's a very high traffic. But after you exit Seuss Landing, uh, it's on the left before Confisco Grill. Uh, between Seuss Landing and Confisco Grill, or Confisco's Grill. There's another uh, restroom by Circus McGurkis in, in Seuss Landing. And because that's in the children's land, it's also a pretty high traffic restroom. I'm not sure if there's a third restroom in that area. I'll have to consult with Scooter. But either one of those, you, you know, they're going to be higher traffic, even for a theme park. Uh, so we we did that. Then we went on the eight, the the Green Hulk ride, uh, which is a roller coaster, and it that's an exciting. You know, that's like a four, five out of five for the action. It goes upside down. It has effects. Scooter actually, he's grown to like it again. He said, uh, up until this trip recently, and maybe one other trip we took with his daughter, he said, I'm not sure these rides are for me anymore, Ray. He said, you know, I'll ride it for for Sophia, but uh, I'm not sure I'm into this anymore. And I said, oh, Scooter, you, 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 you're a kid. You, and, and he said, no, I'm serious. Uh, but then he said recently he's gotten back into it, enjoyed it. Uh, so the Hulk ride we went on, it is very fun. Oh boy. And very, uh, you see some, because they, like they have, uh, very, they're very efficient at loading the rides at Universal. Then we went on the, the Doom, uh, Doom Fall, Featherfall, Baron Von Doom's Featherfall. It's called something else, but, uh, that's a ride that Scoot and his daughter love. Not a lot of people do. But Scooter likes it because for the podcast, he says, I get the best view of the park or of Orlando. You go up high and then you go back down. And some people on it, but his daughter also loves the ride. So we always go on it. Usually there's not much of a line either. And for the most part, a lot of times they have two towers going. So your weight is not terrible. Uh, and I think they have, what, eight, 16 people per ride. It goes, it cycles pretty fast. So, and then next up was Spider-Man. And so this Spider-Man ride, now now they have the Rise of the Resistance. At Di- now that's a different style ride at Disney World. But up until that Rise of Resistance, this would have been the premier ride I think most people could agree on in Orlando. You could say, well, the one where you ride the Banshee in uh, Animal Kingdom is a pretty great ride. But this uh, Spider-Man ride is uh, top-notch. And it's based on a pre-Marvel movie Spider-Man between the 80s Spider-Man 
different than the movie-based Spider-Mans. You know, you have the Spider-Man uh, who plays poker now. Then you have the Spider-Man that worked with Mark Zuckerberg. And then you have the Spider-Man. Now, now you have two Spider-Mans, Miles Morales and then uh, oh, Tobey Maguire. That was the first, but, but not. And then the second Spider-Man was on Doctor Who. And he, but he, he was delightful on Doctor Who as well. But, and then you have the current Spider-Man whose name I will catch, uh, great Spider-Man. And, you know, Scooter was telling me, but before the Miles, before the Spider-Verse came out, he was already familiar with the Miles Morales comics, um, from his day job. But this is none of those Spider-Mans. It's just a general, uh, the Spider-Man from the 80s and the 90s cartoons in the comic books early on. But not important because it's not a character-building ride. It's a ride. It's got. It's just amazing. I don't know if I could say enough about it, except that we waited a long time for the ride because it was having issues. But the issues didn't start till we were already pretty far in line. And so... Uh, it was one of those ones where it really weighs you down. And then after that, so, oh, okay, so I got to go back and give you some. So we had traveled back from Seuss Landing. And when I said we went to the Confisco Grill for for, for the bathroom, we when we passed Confisco Grill, we're back at where you could exit into the park, which is called... Uh, adventure outpost to something i don't know and so we'll imagine we're just at the park again facing the lagoon and across the lagoon you could kind of see uh, harry potter and uh, jurassic park but then you would go to your left if you go to your left that's immediately where the incredible hulk ride is there's also a storm ride i don't believe we've gone on the storm ride in a long time then after the Incredible Hulk in the Storm Ride is some shops and some places to eat and have character interactions. And then there's the D- Doctor Doom's Feather Fall. Then there's Spider-Man. Or maybe Spider- Yeah, I think it's Doctor Doom, then Spider-Man. So that's called Marvel Superhero Island. Is that part? Then the, we'll talk more about it because this is just scratching the surface of our trip. Now, after you exit Marvel Superhero Island, there's a big amphitheater you pass that hasn't been used ever since we've been there. I don't know if it used to be for an animal show or a stunt show or what. Uh, so, and there's a restroom there. There's a restroom in, uh, we'll probably talk more about it, but I think there's a restroom near that amphitheater. Those are always good ones. Close down amphitheater restroom, count me in. Then you go to an island that I'm not sure I know the name of. I would call it Cartoon Island, a funny paper island. And I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm right. I'm open-minded. You know, I've lived a full life. But I don't know what they had the rights to these characters. And I think they said, we, we like, I mean, I read a book about it. Scooter and I were reading this book about Universal. But I still don't know, like, so it's based on... Uh, a a selection of uh, characters that would have been popular in comic strips before even Scooter's time. They may have existed during Scooter's time. 
Uh, but the popularity was kind of on the way out. So you got like Beetle Bailey, but a lot of people probably heard of Popeye and Bluto. You probably heard of that. Olive oil. Uh, Dudley Do-Right is probably the most popular one, uh, just from the cartoons and things. And not to go on a tangent, but, but Scooter's favorite thing, the memory of going to a park, he told me, was one of the first times he went to the Disney parks and he went to a show at Epcot Center that was in Canada based on, you know, mildly influenced by Dudley Do-Right. So it had a Mountie, it had the villain and, and everything. And he said that was one of the best things he ever saw. And I said, Scooter, are you sure that existed or did you imagine? He said, Ray, it was the best thing I ever saw. I said, okay, Scooter. So then, where was I? Oh, so this island, it has good soft serve ice cream. It supposedly has like a hamburger place. We've never been to that. And named after Wimpy, the hamburger person. Betty Boop, you know, these kind of figures. And I mean, I can't hold on to the past. You know, I have to evolve. But I think, so I just think it's a little bit, uh, I don't know how successful it is. It's not, a, not doesn't work because, so there's a Popeye ride. I don't know if we went on it, but we, I know we didn't go on it that day. So I, I don't want to talk about it now. But it's one of those raft rides where you get really wet. And then they also have a flume ride. That's the Dudley Do-Right Falls. That one you also get wet, but not as wet as on a, you know, it's you get a little wet. So just another thing to know. Also, But the most important thing, and there's also restrooms between Popeye's and uh, Dudley Do-Right on the right side. But also on the right-hand side is with S- Scooter's daughter. It's her favorite place to stop because she gets an icy. And when you have that refillable, oh, so Universal, we talked about this before. So they have a cup that you can use in the park. Like Disney has it at the hotel. Universal, you could get one for in the park and you pay them whatever, $15, we'll say. It might be $18. And then you could drink as much soda as you want, which is uh, the scooter says, that's my vacation right there, Ray. And they have the stand-like machines everywhere. So you could get freestyle soda. And you could also get ones, you know, the, the children could participate because they have flavored seltzers. They have, like, uh, low sugar or no sugar drinks. So, so, so it has a lot of options. But one of the things they don't advertise is you could also get an icy from the icy stand. And so she loves getting an icy at the icy stand that's there. Then we went on the King Kong ride. Uh, it's an island with a like a uh, uh, what do they call that person that checks your heads, folds in your heads? Uh, Phrenologist Island. Uh, it's called King Kong Phrenologist Island, and this is one of the best themed uh, buildings and queues you could ever imagine. Scooter went on this the first time of his life alone. When he was with, like, uh, he was at a conference, he snuck out of the conference or left early, you know, the last day of the conference, and he went to Universal for podcast research. I don't think he was taking notes, but uh, he said when he was by himself waiting in the queue, he he didn't know what to expect. Uh, 
But the queue is very densely themed. Uh, it is very immersive. If, you, if you're into suspending your disbelief and you're ready to do that, that queue is right up your alley. And then the ride itself is pretty good. I mean, it's very much based on the, the one part of the ride that you go on in Hollywood as part of the tram tour, but they've made it into a standalone attraction. So it suffers from the fact that it's we've already been on it, but in a different way, because this one they have it broken up into a few different acts or scenes. And then on top of it, the 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 location is just so impressive. Uh, so they do a good job, and it, it's a, it's a fun little ride, and we like it. It's just a matter of you always have to wait a while. It's very popular, and uh, but I don't know. We liked it. Uh, then we went to the restroom. I'm trying to think what restroom we would have gone to. I think there's one. Oh, so you go through Marvel Superhero Island, then you go through the cartoon Funny Island, then you kind of go to, to, you pass King Kong, and then you enter the gates of Jurassic Park. There's a restroom and a soda machine there. What does this say? Then fountain and soda. Then foundation and soda. I don't know what that says. It says bathroom. Okay, so let me, oh, hmm. You don't know what this says. Uh, but so we went to the restroom. Then we went on the Jurassic Park ride, which is a great ride. They have, they have a Jurassic World version now in Hollywood. But that's a very, very fun ride. You know, they could use some upgrading. So hopefully they'll upgrade it. They're also working on a new roller coaster there that has not opened yet. So that'll be exciting. But then we it says, then fountain and soda rain so i think what happened is is this really what happened so oh yeah i think like when this time of year it's the holidays and they were doing construction so with uh to get into harry potter it was one way in and one way out so we had to go to the right uh normally you could go from uh jurassic park into uh what is that place called the harry potter land Hogwarts, but what's the name of the town? I don't know, but you could go to Hog, Hog, Hogsmeade and Hogwarts. But at this time, you, could, you couldn't go into Hogwarts that way. So we had to take another path, uh, which went to the Lost Continent, uh, which is uh, an area I think Universal's trying to figure out. It used to have, it has a show, which we'll talk about later. It used to have two two roller coasters and then a, a stunt show. But the roller coasters became part of Harry Potter, and then they became a new ride in Harry Potter. And then the stunt shows just closed. So all they have is a fountain, an inactive fountain. So I think that's what Scooter meant, because the soda machines are by the fountain. And it's like a real interactive fountain where it gives people trouble. It says, hey, come over here, bub. Where are you from? Oh, New Jersey? Oh, boy. Uh, what do you got? You know, what do, you, do you say use guys? Like, it sprays water at people. It's a funny thing to watch. Uh, and there's also soda machines nearby. So Scooter loves that thing. Then it looks like it was raining a little bit. Then we so we but we went uh, to Flight of the Hippogriff, which is a kiddie coaster 
But I got to tell you, if you can time it, they have a show on the castle at night. So it must have been dark at this point. We didn't eat any dinner in here that I'm seeing. But I guess we had that uh, snacky poo. But maybe I'll see something else. But so we went, so you go on the flight of the hippogriff. It's like one of the kid coasters, uh, a little bit b- better than a little kid coaster, but a moderate to low moderate coaster. But you get a great view of the castle. And then so we got to watch from the queue and then from the ride at times, the castle show. And maybe we watched the whole castle show. And then it got really busy. So they have this projection castle show. And I think they did one for the holidays. And then they have drones that come out. And it is absolutely mesmerizing with the drones doing things you couldn't even believe. Impossible to tell it was drones, to be honest with you. And it's just a show you got to see in person. One of those projection mapping shows that really... uh, with music and fireworks and then the drones. Now, after that, it gets very busy. So they had a one-way exit only, which I think was back into Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. So then we uh, hopefully scoot a switch to, like, a non-caffeinated soda at this point. So then we went back to the Doom Featherfall, and we went on that again. Then we went on Spider-Man again. Uh, I guess in that order, maybe, I think we went on Doom twice more. Scooter loves that at night and during the day, again, for the view. Uh, then we went on the Hulk twice uh, because we said, well, let's do it again. And especially at night, again, at night it is very, Scooter said, holy moly, because you can really suspend your disbelief because you can't see in front of you. Even during the day, it's hard to see in front of you. Then we got some soda to go, though, because, you know, Scooter says, I already paid for it. I got to get, you know, I got to make sure I have a nine soda. Who wants a sip of soda? But also it made sense because then we went to City Walk, which is like their downtown Disney area. And we said, well, we better eat something. And so we went to a pizza place. It's a pizza place that Scooter actually had eaten at before when I think he was there by himself or maybe with his daughter. He doesn't remember, but you, it's not as, it's not like blaze or mod where you, it's, it, it seems like it when you go there, but then you say, wait a second, this isn't like blaze or mod because it's going to take a while, but you wait in a line is this time of night is like a bit chaotic at these parks and it's hard because it's hard to know when to eat and things. And then everybody's eating at the same time and the lines and stuff. So I remember Scooter being a little warm under the collar and saying, what is it? You know, come on now. Uh, but so I said, Scooter, let's just take it one moment at a time. We're here to get pizza and enjoy one another's company. Everything's going to be fine. So then we eventually got the pizza. Uh, we got some pizza. We had some pizza. We sat outside. We drank. We drank some true lemon, and whatever was left of Scooter's water. And then we split up. Uh, three of us took the boat back to the hotel, and Scooter walked. Uh, but we were back in the room by uh, like about ten fifteen, ten o'clock p.m. And we were able to shower and get cleaned up and take turns. And then we were lights out at 1045. 
but I could tell you for good reason, because we were set, the alarm for the next day was set for 5.30 in the morning. And so I'll be back to tell you about the next day soon. Thanks for all the support, everybody. This is your friend Ray saying good night.